Caldwell Madison Review, episode 78 for December 28th, 2017. You're listening to the only news podcast that would think of to open up with video game music. But I, I had to play this song. This is a electronic version of another song I used to open up with that I found recently. It's called Wagon Wheel. Well, the original is called Wagon Wheel. The this one's called Wagon Wheel Electronic, and it's done by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. You can check out that website for royalty-free music and graph paper. Welcome to the show. I'm gonna try to squeeze one more show up before the 31st. Normally, I do Mondays and Thursdays. Normally, um, yeah, I just want to do a some kind of New Year's. New Year's Eve thing. If not, the New Year's Day. That'll have to be good enough. I'm gonna keep this episode somewhat short. Not a ton of news that I saw that I just had to go over. Uh, we have a article about the... Or, or, or an alleged or supposed White House reshuffling that's supposed to happen next year. I suppose that could be expected after a year, you know. Things get shuffled around. Pretty sure Obama did some kind of shuffling, but we'll look into that article and see just how reshuffled the sh- reshuffling will be shuffled. Uh, there's another article that suggests that your CPU on your computer may be used to mine cryptocurrencies. Unbeknownst to you and no, you're not getting a. You're not getting a snippet of any money generated by that. And um, a barber getting arrested in Madison, Wisconsin, for well, I don't want to spoil it. Just wait till we get there. How about this music? You know, I, I was thinking about... We're thinking of ways, anyway, to change or to convert a news podcast or apply a news podcast to a video game. Uh, I have a program that can make simple video games, and not that I'll ever do it. Because it would still take a lot of time. But I've made simple games before without knowing any programming. I don't even know why I'm talking about that. Nothing like that is going to happen of this sort in the near future. I just get weird ideas in my head when I listen to music. Uh, anyway, let me. I'm going to stop rambling on here. And I'm just going to get to these stories. Beginning with this story on Axios, if I'm not even pronouncing that correctly, Axios.com, a story by Jonathan Swan, titled Scoop, White House Reshuffle Expected in New Year. And let's see what this article has to say. 
begins with there is an operational reshuffle coming at the top level of the White House. Senior Trump administration official Johnny Stefano is set to assume greater responsibilities and influence over, including rather, overseeing the beloggered White House political operation. And be, the according to this article, this beloggered White House political operation means, well, they just point to this article by the same guy on the same website titled Scoop, Why the White House Can't Get Its Political Act Together. But we'll stick with one article at a time here. Uh, according to this article here, uh, what's coming is two sources with direct knowledge uh, of the internal deliberation say Stefano is expected to assume most of the deputy chief of staff, Rick Dearborn's responsibilities. Dearborn is expected to leave the White House sometime in the new year. Now, the source isn't named. And if you listen to the show, you know how I like to poke fun at anonymous sources. You just have to take it with a grain of salt in many instances and, and other times. Um... You know, if the news source typically has unnamed sources that predict actual things, that's one case. But in many cases, you know, like the Washington Post and CNN, uh, they have all these unnamed sources claiming these things that aren't coming to fruition. And even um, like someone like James Comey, I think he said during his testimony that uh, these so-called sources, they think they know what's going on, but they really have no idea. So continuing out of the article, there's been an intense focus recently on the performance of the White House political shop in general and its leader, Bill Stepien, in particular. We were first to report in detail about the widespread concerns about the operation's performance, and Washington Post and others reported on a recent tense meeting in the Oval Office that climaxed with Trump's foreign campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, excavating Stepien. And speaking of Corey Lewandowski, I guess he's... He has a sex assault complaint filed against him now by singer Joy Villa. Joy Villa was the woman that wore the Make America Great again dress at the Grammys earlier this year she claims that uh, Lewandowski grabbed her ass a couple times at a party the day after Thanksgiving is calling the slap extremely hard or grab I think it was a slap and her saying on a phone interview to PBS that she was initially reluctant to come forward because she was worried about backlash and that is a from a story on PBS so some internet rumors going around about that some people are already calling her a fraud though I don't know there's not really a whole lot of details about it well moving on back to this whole alleged 
reshuffle that's going to happen. The details included in the article is uh, Stefano, a Capitol Hill veteran and former leadership aide, is expected to take charge of the office in of public liaison. The White House outreach to interest groups and is expected to maintain his role overseeing personal appointments across administration. Um, and De, De Stefano is also expected to lead the Office of Intergovernmental Affairs, making him responsible for maintaining the White House's relationship with state legislators, governors, tribal leaders, mayors, other political leaders across the same country. Like the move allegedly making him one of the, or would make him one of the uh, administration's key point people. And it says De Stefano did not respond a request to comment. So kind of a nothing story to begin with here. But on that note, headline on Drudge Report, Trump matches Obama end of first year with uh, 46% approval and a 53% disapproval. And that's according to Rasmussen. You know, that's a poll done by likely voters, likely U.S. voters, of course. And that's allegedly the exact same numbers that Obama had, according to Matt Drudge, on his Twitter. Though I don't see that in the Rasmussen article. Or a link for it. Give Drudge the benefit of the doubt. So that guy ever posted anything inaccurate, you know, the uh, media would be all over that. And moving on, a lot of times when I've done this show, I've run into a lot of instances um, with news websites. They try to load all these background programs and then these videos and everything else. And sometimes news websites are, they hit my computer the hardest. For these podcasts, I don't use exactly the newest computer, but certain sites just really ramp up the CPU. And no, I, n- I never really thought it was something sinister. More of a resource issue with uh, the computer. Sometimes Google Chrome will handle HTML5 or Flash better then Firefox will, and sometimes vice versa. Usually Chrome does better for me. But here's give you something to think about. If your computer seems to be lagging, an article on Gizmodo titled Showtime's websites may have used your CPU to mine crypto coin while you binge-watched on Twin Peaks. An article by Rhett Jones. Over the weekend, a user on Twitter pointed out that two of Showtime's websites had a script running in the background that used that's used to hijack visitors' CPUs to mine cryptocurrency. Other users and outlets later confirmed that the code was present. Now it's gone, and Showtime refuses to answer questions. Article continues: Cryptocurrency miners have been in the news recently because the Pirate Bay. Caught some flack about a week ago for testing out a new service called CoinHive without informing users. The CoinHive miner uses the website's visitors' extra CPU power to generate 
a cryptocurrency called Monero. This isn't necessarily a nefarious thing to do. That's according to this article. I would say otherwise. You're running your CPU at a higher rate. You know, the CPU power isn't this, this, this calls it extra CPU, extra CPU power. But if you're running your CPU, you're running more cycles through your CPU. That's actually using your electricity. And if you know anything about Bitcoin mining, any modern computer, and especially any crappy computer, uh, mines Bitcoin very, very inefficiently. Uh, you would you would not make money doing that. You have to buy special units. Mines it. It's called a hash rate. But either way, these units take up incredible amounts of electricity. Uh, the efficient units use an incredible amount of electricity. The other ones are just will just put you uh, in into the negative. So this article continues. Coinhive is trying to present itself as a novel and legitimate way for websites to make some money from visitors. The company takes thirty percent of the Monero. That's mined, and Monero is a is like Bitcoin, but it's considered more private. You can't track the you can't follow the trail of the uh, coins or pieces of coin like you can with Bitcoin now. So the article says it could be a nice way to avoid advertising. So yeah, the program mines the user CPU and the websites keep the rest. And the article at least admits it's not cool to do this without the user's permission. Oh, you think? So a security-focused website called Bleeping Computer posted a screenshot of uh, the code that was found on Show Showtime Anytime's website. And you can see that on the article. Spokesman for Showtime apparently replied, we decline comments when asked if the uh, script was included intentionally or if an outside actor had perhaps hacked its website. I don't, you know, even if even if it wasn't uh, company policy, I would guess it may, might even be more likely a uh, employee. So, you know, maybe Showtime was doing it on purpose. Maybe an employee was doing it and they found out. And they don't want to comment on it right now. This article dates way back to September, which I didn't know about. And I actually don't remember where I saw the link, but I'm going to do a quick search for an update. Given that it's been a couple months. Looking through Google, I'm seeing some terms already springing up. Like crypto jacking. So it makes you wonder... The, are the websites you visit crypto jacking you? Personally, don't want any site or what have you jacking me. That's for sure. Do not jack me without my permission. Well, I'm not seeing any updates. But I'm going to be looking... Or keeping my eye out for updates on this. That's pretty interesting. There is a there is a article on the CoinTelegraph.com titled 
500 million users affected every month by pirates to mine cryptocurrency. Which is more, uh, that's 200 million more people than in the United States alone. Experts at AdGuard have suggested that the new phenomenon has seen a couple of sites caught using uh, websites visitors CPU power to mine cryptocurrency may in fact be a bigger issue than first believed. Pirate Bay was apparently caught. The uh, torrent site secretly mining Monero through JavaScript. They mentioned the showtime, of course. Now, AdGuard estimates that uh, the people behind these schemes have made approximately $43,000. So, not a whole lot, <clears throat> considering that it's suspected, by this article anyway, that 500 million users were affected by that. But um, I guess, you know, if anything, that goes to show what I just said about how ine inefficient desktop computers are for mining cryptocurrencies. And that would include laptops and cell phones, too. And finally, I think everybody has a bad haircut story. I have a picture of myself from elementary school with crooked bangs. And I'll never forget that because I got the haircut the day before the school photo. And I, I remember pretty vividly, I, I, went in, I went in there and she asked me how I comb my hair. And I, and I think I, I told her parted to the side or something like that. But normally I would just have my hair going forward or something like that. I think I was just, or I was telling her how I, how I liked it because she combed it for me or something like that. Well, she cut my bangs crooked. Which I guess doesn't even make sense to me. Even if you comb your hair to the side, you part it. Why would you need your hair? Why would you need your bangs crooked? Uh, but but it made like this. <laughs> it made like this graceful swoop down my right eyebrow, and it just looked really awkward. But moving on, I don't know if many people can have a bad haircut story like this guy. Police arrest barber accused of snipping ear, shaving bald patch is a title by an article on WDIO.com. ABC Eyewitness News. An affiliate out of Madison, I believe. Because the story originates from Madison. Oh, actually, never mind. This is a affiliate out of Duluth, Minnesota. So, reading a bit from his article, police in Madison, Wisconsin have arrested a hairstylist accused of intentionally snipping a customer's ear and then shaving a large bald patch on his head days before Christmas. 46-year-old Khalid A. Shabani was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct after the December 22nd incident at a State Street salon. The 22-year-old customer said he asked the stylist to trim at the sides of his head with hair clippers and use the scissors to take an inch off the top. The customer says Shabani began twisting his ear and accused him of fidgeting and moving his head and then snipped his ears with the scissors and shaved a bald patch down the middle of his head. And they have a picture, of course. 
And yeah, it looks pretty terrible. I recommend looking it up. Especially on a day that you get a bad haircut. Make yourself feel a little bit better. Uh, so if this is true, yeah, I guess, I'm guessing, um, this barber, this, uh, butcher, maybe, got pissed off and just took his razor just, and just went and just shot it down his head. I'd like to see the tape, <laughs> security tape, if there is one. Uh, the article continues, while there's no law against giving a bad haircut, a police spokesman says the alleged intentional snipping of the ear is a crime. According to the police news release, Shabani says it was an accident. The Associated Press reports Shabani pleaded not guilty to disorderly conduct charge during a Wednesday court hearing. The customer went elsewhere to have the rest of his head shaved before the holidays. So looking, if, if this picture was accurate... Uh, this was definitely more than an accident. You can drop a razor, but this this guy just went, shoo, he shot all the way down. Looks like a nice straight line, too. That's not the right way to take out your day, <laughs> is uh, wrecking somebody's haircut. And it sounds like from this article, unless they got it wrong, that he snipped his ears and then shaved a bald patch. So, if this was an accident, that, I would, that would be some kind of... Miracle work there. Well, well, one is with the scissors and the other one's with the razor. Before wrapping it up, I'll just do a quick headline search. Dr. Phil accused of giving <laughs> uh, addicts drugs and booze. It's some guy who claimed that the, the show sent him on a rehab trip and when he did his follow-up show, he... Allegedly found a bottle of vodka in his room. He found it like somebody left it there or something like that. And he drank it all. Blamed Dr. Phil and then some other guy gave him pills to relax. A study by Pew Research suggests media coverage for Trump is just 5% positive. More articles about, with CNN talking about Trump's tweets. Here's an interesting story. Lindbergh girl is beating boys on the wrestling mat. Article on C by uh, yeah on CBS New York. A high school wrestler on Long Island fought extra hard to get on the team and is now proving to be just as tough as the rest of them on the mat, even better. I'll play a little bit of this video here. Let's see what they have to say. The whistle blows, it's game on. The wrestlers hit the mat ready for battle. And on the surface, it looks like your average match. <laughs> Except underneath this winner's headgear is a 14-year-old girl, the only one on her all-boys varsity team and the only female to ever win a boys' high school tournament on Long Island. Like, a lot of people don't like losing to a girl, so like they try to use like tactics like oh this is gonna be easy or like she's not good and like just like making fun of me sometimes. Like, I can't focus on that. I just have to like focus on me. With that laser sharp focus, she proves them wrong again and again. What's your favorite part about wrestling? Winning. <laughs> And at just 5 feet tall and 100 pounds, the Lindbrook High School freshman has found the perfect way to do it. Well, that's interesting. 
Doesn't seem like any harm to me, actually, you know. It's, it's different. Call it a double, double standard or whatever, but... Um, I'm pretty opposed to... Men... Or trans women joining female sports. You know, just stay out of it and let them have their own. But when it comes to men's sports... Which are typically more competitive... And a lot of professional sports are just all men... And I don't even think they're officially all men. But if a female can compete and actually win, win more than a participation trophy, then, you know, why not? Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up. And I'll be back with a episode for uh, to either conclude the current year or kick off the next one or a little bit of both. So until then, I want to thank you for tuning in. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. And I'll hope to catch you next time.